podcast, the daily show where I discuss news nonsense and my personal adventures from the Impact Power Sports Studio. So glad that you are here. Uh, last night was hockey night in West Michigan. That was a bummer because uh, the hockey team had won five in a row. So it was like, oh, hey, they're really uh, turning it on. This is good. And then they uh, uh, got off to a hot start with a 2 nothing lead over their rivals, the Milwaukee Admirals. And then they fell on their face. A couple celebrities were in attendance. Uh, Kevin Kuypers was there. I saw him wandering down, wandering around downtown after the game when I was uh, driving out of the facility. Oh. <laughs> I need to go to bed. I said, hey, Kevin, what are you doing? I need to go to bed. Yeah, I know, but what the hell are you doing down here? Fuck off, I'm hammered. Okay, hey. Fuck, uh, man. I'm fucking hammered. Yeah, but Kevin. It, <sighs> oh, okay, I'll, I'll see you later. By the way, buy a coat. You need to be wearing a coat. It's freezing out. Seriously, what are you doing? Oh. <laughs> He's howling at the moon. Shut up, Siri. Um, he was there at the hockey game to witness that debacle. Kyle Tiller, who will join us in just a bit for Let's Kill with Kyle. He was there, too. Uh, Chris in Buffalo says, Linda, who's here, uh, if that if that doesn't get you moist for Kevin, I don't know what will. Kuypers is in the chat. He says, hey, man, I forgot my cold. How can you forget your coat? It's the dead of winter, dick. And we just had our first major snow blast. The fuck? That's something that a little kid would say. I did. I forgot my coat. Uh, anyway, uh, he was all alone. Somehow, um... No woman has claimed him, and I don't I don't know how that's even possible. I just don't know how that's possible. But all of that, you know, I live for the interactions that I have um, at the hockey games because they always make their way to this podcast. Now I'm, uh, as I do before every game, I go over how to pronounce the names. How I would say them. Uh, this is um, a former first round draft pick for the Milwaukee Admirals. And I, was, I wasn't 100% sure on his name. French Canadian player. You can see this is his name. Uh, he's 20 years old. He was drafted not long ago, maybe a year or two ago, by the Nashville Predators. Uh, the pronunciation guide has it as Zach LaRaw. 
But I sometimes double check on the French Canadians because they sometimes, I might get the emphasis wrong or, or how it's said or just make sure that the uh, pronunciation is 100% correct. Occasionally the players will come in. This guy was pissed off when he got into the box. He was frustrated about something. So he sits down and uh, 30 seconds passes. We finish the uh, timeout on the ice or whatever. And I'm getting ready to make his uh, name announcement. And I need it. I lean in and I said, excuse me. I say Lara. Yes. For your last name. And he goes, sure. <laughs> now, when you say sure like that, you, you might as well just say, fuck off. I don't give a shit how you say my name. So I just, I look at him like I'm the way I'm looking at you. He goes, sure. And I go, okay. And uh, I start to say, all right, I guess I'm going to say Lara. The 20-year-old kid. And then I think he, uh, I don't know if he felt bad about it, but he then said, it's LaRue. I said, okay, thank you. I'm like, holy shit. What the fuck? So then I, uh, you know, obviously let that go. Keep it professional. (laughs) and uh, I announced his name and he was in there a couple of times and uh, no no further incidents nothing like that and he was actually in the box when um, the Admirals got their go-ahead goal and that was it so then I uh, I was like fuck Jesus Christ man Amanda says how was it spelled well it it says it I'm, I'm showing it to you right now this is how it's spelled. If I spell it out loud, it's it's an L and then an apostrophe and then an H-E-U-R-E-U-X. And the pronunciation guide had it as Lara. It said L-E-R-U-H. So Lara? Hmm. I don't know. I'm going to double check this. I'll ask him. Then he informed me. But it's just the idea of him going, oh, sure. I'm like, you know, is it really necessary to go after the guy and give him shit who's just trying to pronounce, you know, no offense, but uh, uh, it's not like anybody knows who you are. Okay. You're a uh, young hockey player who's, this is his first year in the American Hockey League. I know that because I looked him up after he was drafted. He finished up a uh, junior career uh, in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. But I did learn that in the last year, well, actually his entire junior hockey league career in the Quebec Junior League, he was suspended nine times. So one of those suspensions was an incident when uh, 
he was pissed off at a fan. So he took his stick and found a spot where the glass, there's a gap in the glass, in the uh, in the plexiglass, and took his stick and started stabbing the fan with the stick. And he got 10 games for that. So this is this is the guy that is giving me shit. Nashville Predators 2021 first. All right, here we go. This is uh this is the Zachary Lara LaRue incident. First round pick Zachary LaRue, Zachary LaRoe. Is that how you say it? Anyway, no one it knows doesn't how even you matter say it. because he's in- that guy that guy doesn't know how to say it either. It's it's definitely LaRue, not LaRoe. Because someone asked the player, me. Don't ask him what his name is because he's going to fucking have a temper tantrum. Quite a bit of trouble, this guy, for an incident that took place after the Mooseheads lost their game to Gettinall. So let's take a look at what I'm talking about as everybody's leaving the ice. Strong Canadian accent. He sounds like Timmy Mayer. This is him. He's the last guy leaving the ice. Zachary Butthole is right here. I'm not sure if the fan... Custom Zachary Butthole. Fans in the arena are heckling these guys or what's going on, but you can see Zachary get his stick in between the glass here and just start jousting away at the fans. Pretty crazy stuff. I'm sure this was actually a lot more wild in person than, you know, what we're seeing right here on what appears to be recorded using a 1990s toaster. But still, you can kind of pick out what's going down and so did the QMJHL when he reviewed this thing. And this is exactly what he announced today, that this kid has been suspended indefinitely. Now, from what I've been reading, it doesn't sound like anybody was really hurt during this altercation, but I mean, you can't be doing stuff like that, man. And jeez, just okay. It was so bad that upon being drafted, uh, or when he finished up, I don't know, he had some press conference with the uh, at uh, Nashville Predators training camp, and uh, he did the old, yeah, I'm uh, turning the page, hey, eh? I'm uh, moving on, and uh, you know, I, j- I just want to put the past behind me, eh. I just want to uh, look forward and, uh, you know, uh, be a good soldier going forward. Eh? Uh, I hereby 2-4. So uh, that's Zachary LaRue. Uh, Chris says, what a fucking uh, child. Should have given him a... Ring pop for his troubles, says Chris. Uh, Florida man says, Jesus Christ, dude's a fucking uh, whack job. Chris from Buffalo says, okay, so he's one of them punk bitch Frenchies. I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm not saying it. These are all your words. You see, I'm pro- I am going to see Zachary LaRue again in the box. I don't know. I think I like the fact that he eventually uh, kind of got it together when I I said, hey, uh, pardon me. Do I say Lara? Yes. Lara. Yes, sir. 
And then he finally, after a second, he said, LaRue. He, he rethought it. He's like, in order, in order to me, uh, for me to be a better player, I've got to stop being such a cocksucker. And I'm just going to give the guy who's trying to say my name correctly the correct way to say my name. Yeah, no one knows who you are yet, fucker. Nick, who's usually there at those games, I haven't seen you in a while, says you should have just Americanized his name all night. Lura, Lurics, Lurics. Amanda says, if you know somebody being called a whack job by a Florida man, you know there's a problem. Tyler uh, says, after, yeah, yeah, sure. I would have said, okay, Lorux it is. Always special. Pretty rare, though, that I have any type of negative interaction with the players. The best interaction was when uh, the guy from the uh, Iowa Wild, no, the Texas Stars, uh, Texas Stars, uh, Giroux wanted to beat up our guy and said, I'm going to kick your ass. And I, I recorded it and I said, don't let me down. And then he went out and beat up our guy. And then I posted it and I went to bed and then it went around the world five times. And then everybody on the team was pissed off at me because I posted it. I was like, what are you talking about? What? It was a great video. That was a fantastic video. It gave perspective from inside of the penalty box. No, they didn't like that. They were very, very upset about that. I got in big trouble. Oh, well, whatever. So now I can't do that. I can't shoot video. I wish I could. I wish I could, but they they, they won't let me. They said, no. Uh, Tyler says, don't let me down equals beat the shit out of our guy, according to some stupid nameless coach. No, it was Ben Simon. Simon's the one who lost his shit the most. Um, he insisted that I actually was able to convince the opposing player to go beat up our guy. Like he was just sitting there not planning on beating up our guy and that I somehow mysteriously convinced him to go beat up our guy. It's like, you idiot. That was going to happen whether I was shooting the video or not. You weren't there. You were on the other side of the ice trying to figure out how to uh, stop losing every other game or every losing five to 10 in a row repeatedly. So shut the fuck up. Uh, I didn't necessarily almost get fired for that. Uh, in fact, it was a complete opposite. What happened was after that video went around the world, I got a call from management. They said, Hey, knucklehead, don't shoot video anymore. These, these players are getting butt hurt. I go, all right, no problem. So then uh, I reached out to Simon. I sent him a text. We were like friends. I said, hey, buddy, sorry about that. And then he texted back how furious he was. And he said that he never wanted to talk to me again. And I said, okay. So then I reached back out to the hockey team management. I go, look, he is livid. You need to suspend me. What? Yeah, he's looking for a pound of flesh. So just suspend me for a couple of games 
Uh, and then that'll be it. And they did not want to do it. They go, well, what the fuck are we going to do? We need you in there. I go, yeah, I know. But the team sucks because Simon's coaching it. We can't win. Um, we're not going to the playoffs. Just sit me down. I had to convince them to suspend me. One million percent true. They reluctantly did it. All right. Stay home for a couple of games. And then that was it. There was never another word said about it again. They were pissed off that I suspended myself. They didn't like that I suspended me. My God. And they go, but don't shoot any more video. I go, hey, no, no problem. I mean, it was, you know, um, it was an amazing video. An absolutely amazing video. When it goes all the way around the world and Ray Whitney and Paul Bissonette are talking about it, saying, this is incredible. This is just intense. Um, you know, you got to you gotta understand that it, it changed the way hockey is uh, played. <laughs> it was that incredible of a video. Cole says, let's watch it. No. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not gonna do that. I'll tell the story, but... Uh, you're going to have to find it on your own. It's out there somewhere. I'm not kidding you. I went to bed. In fact, the game was Timmy Mayer's last game. Our pal from Shoreliner Striping. He, uh, I got the video. I went to his retirement um, party at Stan's Tacos across the street. And then I uh, it, I posted it from Stan's. I went to bed and um, it had literally millions of views and had been reposted on every hockey website or uh, Twitter feed or uh, Facebook, whatever, Instagram, everywhere, everywhere. And I was like, uh-oh. And then I heard from Dog Thompson. He goes, uh-oh, players are pissed. I go, what are they pissed about? What did I do? Yeah, they're pissed. God damn it. He goes, take it down. So I took it down, but the damage was done. It was already, you know, repurposed on like everywhere. So then I reached out to a few sites that had it like Chicklets and Barstool, all of them. I said, can you take this down? And they said, fuck you. It's ours now. So that was that. It was a phenomenal video. But that was the last time I was able to shoot video in the penalty box. Because now they've had it. Now they're like, okay, no more. Now, will I listen? Of course not. In a couple of years, I'll do the same damn thing and get in trouble for it and probably get fired. No, I doubt it. Uh, I, I, I don't, uh, I definitely don't reach for the video camera option on the phone anymore. But uh, that's that's uh, what happened there. That's how that went down. Everyone who saw that video says that's the greatest video ever. The only people, people who don't like it were uh, Ben Simon and uh, some of the players. But I still stand by it. It was a great fucking video. Well, anyway. Um, 
Looking forward to seeing, I already forget his name now, Zachary LaRue, first-round draft pick, uh, notorious. You know it's bad when you're notorious and you haven't even uh, played one half of an American Hockey League season. If you're 20 years old and you've already been suspended for taking your stick, putting it into the space between the uh, uh, plexiglass and stabbing fans with your stick. I mean, that's saying something. At such a young age to already be doing this. Yeah, yeah, take that. Fuck you. Here you go. Eat this, you bastard. I have never seen anything like that in now this is my 19th year of being in between the boxes. I've heard r- racial slurs. Um, yeah, Jordan Tutu was a uh, player for the Griffins near the end of his career. And basically at that point in time, he would just show up and beat the shit out of people. Jordan Tutu was an absolute wrecking ball. And um, he would travel between, he would play for the Griffins. And then when the uh, Red Wings needed to kick somebody's ass, they would call him up and then he'd beat the shit out of him. So he's a really nice guy too. You wouldn't believe it. He was so, he was devastating. One of the strongest people I've ever uh, been around. And he was like five foot eight and 265 and light on his feet somehow. I don't know. It's just an absolute a wall of muscle and he got called for um it was uh i think they're coincidental minors maybe got in a fight with somebody and the guy on the other team i don't remember the team i don't remember the player he started um making indigenous he's a because tutu is a um like the you know how in the U.S. you have Native Americans? Tutu's a uh, Native Canadian, part of the indigenous population of, uh, of Canada. And um, so, like, if you would say, like, uh, a Native American, you have a Native Canadian. And so he was making all sorts. I forgot the guy, what the guy was saying, but he was making all sorts of uh, hateful, racist comments about his heritage. Yes, Amanda says, like an Eskimo. I think the term is uh, uh, Inuit. I'm not 100% sure on that. But I I remember that Tutu used to have, um, he used to like to eat a certain way because that's the way he ate when he was growing up in this uh, Arctic uh, environment. They would um, eat seal. Um, And... So he used to have to have seal delivered to whatever team he's playing for, whether it be the Nashville Predators or the Red Wings or the Griffins, whatever, because that's what he liked to eat. Hey, you want a steak? Sure. All right. And he busts out the seal. Um, so the guy next, I don't know what the fuck his name. He's saying all sorts of racist shit. And, uh, 
the word got up to the uh, brass that that was happening. And there was like an investigation and I had to like say, what did you hear? What did he say? And I ratted that fucker out. And I think that guy got suspended over that deal. I've also seen players uh, take the water bottle and squirt the fans and shit like that. Swear at the fans. But I've never seen uh, anybody spear a fan with this stick like 20-year-old Zachary Lara LaRue LaRox LaRox. He doesn't seem friendly. I don't know if Zachary's going to make it. Maybe he will. If he does, he's going to go down in history as one of those jerks that everybody likes to beat up. Amanda calls him the asshole. We shall see. I don't know. Maybe he's a great guy. But I know that he was uh, very, very perturbed with me for trying to get his name correctly. Now, if someone with the last, last name of Gretzky came in, of course, I'd be able to pronounce that correctly. But I don't know who the fuck this guy is. No one knows who the draft picks are. The only time you know a draft pick's name is if he comes in and immediately plays well. Like Connor Bedard. Who, by the way, uh, Brendan Smith, former Griffin, just broke that fucker's jaw. A horrible, horrible play. Awful. Bedard having an incredible rookie year. All right. You want people to pronounce your name right? Uh, do something in the league other than stab players or uh, stab fans with your stick. What the fuck? All right. So glad you are here. There's a hell of a lot more where that comes from. We have to talk about a ton of things going on in the world today, including the retirement of Nick Saban. Just like that. Plus Stephen A's rampage. Oh my God. I don't know what the fuck is happening there with that. That's all in just a bit. But uh, if you're on Facebook X or YouTube, you won't see any of it because I'm about to kick you out. I do this so that you will then head on over to Twitch and follow me there. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live or download the Twitch app and search Eric Zane live and follow, follow, follow. When you do that, you can contribute on the chat. Uh, you can subscribe to the channel and uh, skip all the commercial interruptions that Amazon puts in. It's all there. Download the Twitch app today and search Eric Zane Live. Audio podcast available when this is done. Shortly after I finish up on all uh, podcast platforms, I prefer Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review, please. Patreon available. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Powered by you, the audience. Uh, a ton of material on Patreon goes up every single week. I do an additional bonus podcast Monday through Friday. Also the home of uh, Big Fraud Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays. It's a Big Fraud Saturday this week. A rare Saturday uh, day of shows for Ben and EZ. We will do Who Are These Free Beers as we review new episodes from one of America's greatest morning radio shows. After that, we will bust out another round of the uh, Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, where we will review uh, some more great awkwardness on the X's and Bros show that Ben is the producer of. I now have two days worth of awkwardness, 
And Ben's like, oh, shit. He might even be watching me as I say that right now. Uh, This has quickly become Ben's favorite show. He loves it. He listens and watches while he's producing X's and Bro's. Please be careful while you're doing that. I don't want you to accidentally put me on the air on 96.1, Benjamin, or all across the big network of the world-famous X's and Bro's show with uh, Anthony Barbino. Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast, the Eufy Video Lock. Oh, my gosh. Smart Lock 2K Cam and Doorbell 3-in-1 Triple Security. You got everything in one device, all right? Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app that it's going to work okay in that app, and oh, my God. This is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. And you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door. They punch it in. The door unlocks. In they go. And, of course, it's a video camera. So it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy Video Lock is the top of the heap, okay? You can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver. No drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long, long time. No monthly fee on this, unlike other brands that do that. They just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee. I love the Eufy Video Lock. Get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. E-U-F-Y official dot com slash video lock. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, Facebook, X, and YouTube. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. X brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And uh, away we go. Uh, Hello to all of you. So glad you're joining me. Uh, A reminder that you can check out my vouch store vouch.store slash eric zane three products for sale right now at my vouch store vouch merges podcasters with small businesses i'm throwing the link up in the chat Uh, i'm not going to give you the full breakdown on all that i sell there each day i will spotlight Uh, One of the businesses. Right now, there are three businesses at my vouch store. Today, I'm going to focus on Split Rock Coffee. Okay, now you see this. Service disabled veteran. What that means, there's two dudes who were in the military and uh they both got lieutenant dan 
And so they're laying there at Walter Reed. And they're like, what are we going to do? We don't have legs anymore. They said, let's make Split Rock Coffee. And they were going to go with one of two names. Either No Legs Coffee or Split Rock Coffee. They went with Split Rock Coffee. I would have gone with No Legs Coffee. Rumor is that they actually took their amputee... uh, (laughs) their amputated legs uh, freeze dried them and then ground it up and actually put it into the coffee I'm not 100% sure if that is true but here's what you do you go to uh, my vouch store once again that is vouch.store slash Eric Zane once you're there You can then buy the coffee. The 10-ounce ground coffee. The bag is $14.99. Try the coffee. Instead of the ground, you can also go with the whole bean. The two-pound for $21.95. You know, it's an extra step. you got to grind it yourself. A lot of people say that ground coffee is a million times better. I'm sorry, whole bean coffee, ground at your place is a lot better, tastes a lot better than, you know, coffee that's ground already. So go for a split rock coffee, dark roast coffee at uh, my vouch store, vouch.store slash Eric Zane. The open and live stream of today's show brought to you by some other amazing sponsors like Tag Accounting. TagCPA.net. That is the tax hobbit. The one and only Troy Ginzer. No matter where you are in the U.S., have Troy do your taxes. Um, You will save money, first of all, because he does it on the cheap. And his professional nature, you will get more money back than you've ever gotten before with tag accounting. He's been my guy for years. And you can take advantage of this too, no matter where you are in the U.S. Really, the only thing you need to do is call this number today, 616-301-9516 to get started. They will take care of the rest. If you like, you can also shoot an email. Easy sent me, Troy. Troy at tagcpa.net. That's the website, tagcpa.net. Thank you very much tag accounting grand rapids gold they play sunday and i want to see you there it's a 3 p.m start that's how you work the day because you got the lions at 8 15 sunday night gold game should be done sometime after 5 p.m uh grandrapidsgold.com for tickets tickets are dirt cheap you can get them as cheap as uh, 12 bucks grandrapidsgold.com uh if you have a thursday or friday night game and we do have those coming up $2 beers, $2 dogs with the Grand Rapids Gold. Thank you. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage wants to get you into that mortgage. The rates are finally starting to drop, and they will continue to do that. So you got to start thinking about getting into that mortgage. Reach out to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505 today. NMLS number 3035, 
They are awesome. Okay, moving on. Nick Saban says that's enough. I've had it. Uh, that was my phone was uh, lighting up. I got uh, alerts, notifications, and even Kuipers. He was walking around his house, not looking for his jacket, and getting ready to go to the hockey game. And he sent me a uh, oh. sent me a text. That's the notification I get on my phone oh. when I get a text from Kuipers. That or this. Uh. And he's like, Saban's retiring. He's out, Nick Saban, and that's it's it had uh, it it really came through quite quickly because um, Saban called a 5 p.m. meeting with the team, and it was supposed to be on um, the 9th, January 9th, but not all of the players could make it to where they needed to be for him to announce that. So um, even though they all have private jets. That was uh, not possible. So then yesterday, 5 p.m., players there. Saban says, that's it. I am done making uh, hundreds of millions of dollars, and uh, I am now going to retire. Before the meeting was over, every player on Alabama entered the portal. They immediately went to other teams. As of right now, they have dissolved the Alabama football program. Some went to Auburn, some went to Florida, some went to Georgia, Tennessee, uh, some went to Texas, a couple went to Southern Cal, uh, a few went to Michigan, wanted to be with the national champions. We bow to no one, bust them nuts, all that shit. And so now Alabama football is no more. Nick Saban has retired. Only some of what I just said is true. Not all of it. Uh, <laughs> Kent says a uh, scumbaw equals Saban Slayer. Donut Dan says, quote, I just want you boys to have a chance to get into the transfer portal faster, boys. I'm out, bitches. Uh, scum fans are insane if they think scumball causes Jesus Christ. They're stupid. Yeah, a lot of people have thought that. Um, Joe Martinez, uh, he emailed me saying that um, uh, Harbaugh forced Saban's retirement. And that's, that's stupid. That's stupid. Typical Michigan fan. They win one fucking time and they act like it's their fucking, uh, uh, you know, the greatest football program in the history of the planet. Jesus Christ. Uh, hello to Eric Nagel, E-Rock. You know what's interesting, E-Rock? I, uh, I have totally dropped the ball. I have been uh, so knee-deep in it. I have not made my typical monthly, once every two months, once every three months, compound media show. Uh, that needs to happen. I am, I am putting that on the front burner just because I see you there right now. By the way, you got mentioned quite a bit in the latest edition of Who Are These Broadcasters? Iraq says, my nephew goes to Alabama. He said, while upset, students have been showing appreciation for Nick Saban more than screaming at the school. 
It's me, not you, 1969 writes, we retired Saban. Fuck him. Kyle writes, enjoy retirement, old man. Glad your last game was a loss to Michigan. Greatest team in college football. Goddamn Michigan fans are embarrassing. Jesus Christ. Uh, Ken says, it's like a show that makes its mark by saying outrageous shit, festers an audience that says the same stuff just to poke at Saban lovers. I hear you. Um, I am so anxious to see what happens at Michigan with Harbaugh. If he stays or goes, my God, if he goes, what are you guys going to do? Linda says, Saban seven, scumball one. I don't, you know. Hang on a second. I don't even like saying scumball. It just doesn't really uh, roll off the tongue. I was the one who broke the news to Linda last night. Sorry to give you that news, madam. Iraq says your last show easy was the beginning of September. Fuck. October, November, December. Eh, four months. Well, yeah, but that's not... Wait a minute. Does that mean... Uh, what about the, the ones I did with Carl filling in for uh, for Anthony? Don't those count? Or was that... Is that it? Is that what you're saying? By the way, uh, it's good to see that Anthony Cumia is back to work. Uh, the old boy... Nagel says, those are not easy shows. Sorry. All right. Well, I tried. Um, Kumia, man, he had a, he had a rough go. He had some, uh, some health issues with his heart. And uh, I remember when that all went down, Anthony had said to uh, Iraq, hey, yeah, I'll be back in a week or something. I remember there was a dialogue between those two because Eric told me. And uh, you you don't fuck around with the heart. It took a little bit of time for him to uh, get back to speed to be able to uh, carry on getting back to work. But I think he's back, so that's uh, that's good news. I mean, I know he's back. I just hope he takes it easy. You know, don't get too wound up. Uh, all right. Corey says, unless a coach can be successful in the NFL, I'm not impressed. And he did suck. Saban was shit in the NFL. But I don't know. I think it's it's pretty, he goes down in history as uh, arguably the greatest college coach of all time. I mean, you got to go. It's got to be uh, Newt Rockney, Bear Bryant, and Saban. Right? You know, you get people say, well, what about Schembechler? Ah, fuck Schembechler. And what Woody Hayes? Ah, fuck it. Joe Paterno. Yeah, he raped kids. Shut up. All those assholes don't even come close to Saban. Seven national championships. Fuck you. You can't argue. And I'm not even a fan of the guy. Just look at the fucking numbers. It's math, asshole. All right. 
So E-Rock, yes, I'm doing a show. I promise you I have something. I'm building something so huge. It's going to be intense. The best show ever of me sitting here ranting and talking into screaming at clouds. All right. That is uh, incredible, though, that he did wrap it up. But that's all. That's um, the cherry on top for Michigan fan, though. Michigan fan uh, is they're They're all they're all all Michigan fans are fucked up, by the way. They're just crazy people. Uh, if you are in the state of Alabama, though, you have to understand um, the Alabama football program is so much bigger than anything else in any state. That's their professional team. You know, no one in the right mind would ever start an actual professional organization in the state of Alabama. You would lose because everybody, the only thing anybody gives a shit about there is, is Alabama. Besides, no one would, would build a professional franchise in the state of Alabama because, I mean, come on, it's Alabama. It's like a third world country, for God's sake. The only thing memorable that happens in Alabama is uh, the Montgomery Brawl and when Alabama wins a national title. Uh, Nick Saban out of West Virginia. So he's kind of a country boy to begin with. In fact, yesterday was the anniversary. No, it wasn't. Yesterday, I saw a uh, newspaper clip of um, Saban getting hired as a um, assistant coach at West Virginia in 1980 along with uh, Pete Carroll, I think. And Pete Carroll just got fired as the uh, Seahawks coach yesterday. This is the time of year when all these coaches on shitty teams get fired. 13 SEC championships, six national titles uh, under Bear Bryant. Saban returned the Crimson Tide to those heights, winning nine conference crowns and six more national championships. Simply put, Nick Saban is one of the greatest coaches of all time in any sport. Alabama Athletic Director Greg Byrne said that. Yeah, you, I mean, it's tough to argue. Scoreboard. One of the reasons why Saban quit, supposedly, is because of the way the game is. Uh, one hour before the announcement, Saban was interviewing potential assistant coaches for the next season. Why would you do that? It's almost like he made that decision there. He probably saw the assistant coach and like, these guys are going to suck. Fuck that. I'm out. Uh, but then he told the players he was retiring. He had also interviewed some candidates on Tuesday and according to sources, did not want to continue down that road after finalizing his decision that he was going to retire. This is key right here. In the meeting Wednesday, Saban thanked his players for the way they bought in and told them that he'd thought out his decision carefully. But with the way college football has changed in terms of the transfer portal and tampering, 
name image like likeness being used as a guise for bidding for high school players and trans transfers and the recruiting calendar being extended. He told his players that the time was right for him to retire. Okay. So essentially, in case you don't know, um, finally the power has been given to the ones that matter, the athletes. And I love this. Uh, Saban is quitting because there was a time when he would be the only one making money. Now the players can actually make money. Before, they were given tuition and books. And any asshole that tells you that the star player is making out like a bandit by getting free tuition and books is full of shit. Um, if I'm like one of these top athletes in college... And they say you got to go to class in addition to your job of being on a uh, top football program. I'm like, fuck you. That's my payment. I get to go to your school for free and you pay for a couple of textbooks for years. That's all that they would do. And finally, they figured it out, figured out a way to compensate these people who, you know, some of them get uh, very badly hurt and can't even fucking walk. And and all they get, hey, here's your, here's your science book. What a crock of shit. I was so excited when it started to be clear that the players can finally do what they want. I think they should have more. Uh, uh, it should be even more gratuitous what they can do. So, like, if the first half ends and they're not happy, they can transfer right away and go play another game in another town with another team immediately. No red tape. Just literally walk off the field, get on a plane, still wearing your fucking jersey, land, take off the jersey, put on the new jersey, and jump on the field. Uh, name, image, likeness being used as a guise for bidding for high school players and transfers. Yes. Of course. What's wrong with that? Yeah, that's not the way. I don't, I don't like that. That's not college. Well, the way it was was goddamn slavery. Why would you want to go back to that? Yes. Bid your ass off. If some rich fuck booster wants to blow all his fucking money on the college football player, let him. Look at the good that happened from that. Blake Corum. They pay that guy millions of dollars a year to play for Michigan. That fucker goes ahead and buys shitty houses, flips them, and gives them away to impoverished people. Legendary. Uh, What's the quarterback's name from Michigan? He's shitty, but everybody loves him. J.J. McAdoo or whatever the fuck. Yeah, that guy. He makes millions of dollars and he sucks shit. That's the way it should be. These college players are making so much goddamn money that they're, hey, uh, you can go pro. And they're like, ah, nah, I'm going to keep playing college ball. I'm just finishing up my year at Michigan. I'm going to go play for fucking uh, Toledo. Yeah, Toledo is offering me five mil per game. Hell yes. I love that. So if Nick Saban leaves because the players are making too much money, it's different. I don't like different. Different blows my mind. Sources 
are saying Saban grew increasingly frustrated with, quote, what college football had turned into. Yes, they're paying the players finally. You big pussy. He's all about team and building a team and developing players. And now the only thing that seems to matter is who can get what in the NIL and who can get the biggest deal. Yeah, kind of like a coach leaving from one team to the other to make more money, asshole. Oh, my God. So there you go. Uh, Saban quitting because he doesn't like black guys making money. That's the truth. Cole says, asshole of the day, Nick Saban. E-Rock says, and those colleges expected anyone who made it to the NFL to make donations to the school and come back to speak or something. I tell them to go fuck themselves. Amanda says, heaven forbid that college be a place where you can go actually get a degree and a nice job rather than having something that'll make you millions of dollars, give you a bad name possibly, and make you go to jail for doing stupid shit. Well, that is the dumbest comment I've heard today. What the fuck are you talking about? Look, maybe for your your dumb daughter, that's the place, that's the thing to do. But for these athletes, they are there to make money. Make no mistake. Uh, Linda says, how about he's retiring because he's 72 years old and has had made millions of dollars to spend well, I'd love to go with that. That'd be a great story. But I just told you right now that sources are saying that he's frustrated that the blacks are making money. That's why he's pissed off. It's me, not you, 1969 says. He's not getting the best players dropped into his lap. So this pussy is leaving because he won't win again. I think that's possible. That could be true. I don't think he's like uh, like going out uh, on top or anything like that. He's definitely not going out on top. He just got his ass handed to him by a team that cheats much better than he does. All right. There you go. I think I think it's an ugly retirement. I do because of the way he went out. He went out getting his ass handed to him and then just like, oh, I don't like NIL. I love NIL. You, uh, if you have that type of ability, you have a uh, limited resource. You know, you're looking at a, uh, a patch of years where you can make a ton of money. If Antonio Brown, one of the stupidest people on the planet, can go back and get his degree from Central Michigan University. Well, there you go. That's that's what you do. You you in fact, it shouldn't have anything to do with with classes. Don't waste these people's time. Hire them to play for your football team. No classes, none of that. Skip the school shit unless if they want to. 
I mean, not every athlete that plays on the football team is going to play in the NFL. So if they want to go to school, fuck, you can get, get the free school. We don't give a shit. We'll pay you too. And then uh, people are like, well, well, the good teams are going to get good. The bad teams are going to get bad. So what? Who gives a shit? Go to school. Fuck you. Earn your money. You're going to be retired at 26 when your knee falls off. Then go back and get it with your money. You can, you can just attend the school if you feel like it. Jesus. Uh, Joe Martinez writes, it's the NIL. It's an open checkbook and it's going to explode in front of everyone. Well, yeah, good. Uh, Radio Voice Linda says he's laughing all the way to the bank and doesn't give a shit what anyone thinks. You don't know that. You have no idea. I'll bet you he's butthurt because of the NIL and the fact that his team could not compete with Michigan. That's why he retired. All right. So that puts Jim Harbaugh to bed. Jim Harbaugh. Why did I say Jim Harbaugh? Maybe that's prophetic. That puts Nick Saban to bed. He's done. I wonder who's going to be the new coach at Alabama. And does that mean that Linda does not root for Alabama now? Now that Nick's... Is she going to, like, uh, find out the old folks' home that he's at and, like, root for him and shuffleboard now? Is that how this is going to go? What do you do? Do you like root for Michigan State now? Do you still root for Alabama? All right, let's bring in uh, Kyle for another rip-roaring edition of Let's Kill with Kyle. See what he has to say here. Hey, what's up, buddy? Oh, just do my thing, you know, just chilling. Uh, what did you think of that hockey game last night? It was, uh, it was wild, dude. It was, uh, I mean, in terms of hockey itself, kind of a bummer. Um, but uh, it was pretty cool. That was my first time ever being in a suite before. Oh, did you get to eat the free food? Oh, hell yeah, I did. You should have, I walked in there and I just saw this bowl of popcorn. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then the guy was like, oh, yeah, it's unlimited. So I, I really tested the limits of that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Nice. And it was just you, know, you and people from work or what's going on? How did this all how, how did this all come about? Yeah, no, so it was my uh, my buddy Cliff's birthday, um, the the one I do the podcast with. Right. Um, yeah, you actually, it was funny when I texted you something about him, and then you had, like, a graphic that you read off everybody's birthday's names or whatever, so he was on there. Yeah, I saw that. I actually, because you told me to announce that it's Cliff's birthday and he sucks cock. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, glad you were there. It got It got a little fucked up. We lost. That was terrible. Uh, yeah, I know it started out so good too. I think we, I think we scored in like thirty seconds or something, and I was like, "All right, this ought to be a pretty good game." And then it did not go well from there. Yeah, it just fucking fell apart. Uh, Nick Saban has retired. He's been following that story. We we're just talking about that at length. Wait, what did you say? Nick Saban, the Alabama football coach, retired. Have you been following that oh, story? Oh, I thought you said Nick Saban's retarded, and I was like, oh. well, what, "What happened?" No. I was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> yeah. 
Well, yeah, he, he quit. He said, that's enough. I've had it. Oh, yeah, bow, bow fucking time. That's an old guy, you know? Yeah, all right. Uh, this is the weekend that um, the football playoffs start. Oh, man, it's going to be so – like, what a – I'm pumped, Eric Zane. Like, what a good storybook way to enter the playoffs, you know? I, I I feel horrible about this game. I think <laughs> I, to be honest with you, hundred percent. I kind of do too. I was, I was telling uh, blues dad, I was like, I was like, listen, I'm like uh like an old school type of weird dude like this, but like, it's a bummer that we have to beat Matthew Stafford, but like, I guess let's do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I will. Um, I'm going into this assuming that they're going to get murdered. Are you? Yeah. I, think, I don't know, dude. I think we can. I I think we can do it because um, Matthew Stafford. I mean, the guy. We we know it from the years he was. The guy knows how to throw some picks. You know what I mean? So, I think with how our defense is playing, I think we can get some picks out of him, dude. Well, that's the thing. The fucking defense is sometimes they're pretty good. Sometimes they're like terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but fucking, I don't know, Eric Zane. I just got, I just, I just got to naturally feel good about it, and hopefully, good shit happens due to that. Uh, that now, this is a Sunday night game, like eight o'clock at night, the whole week. Oh, is it at eight? Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. There's, like, <laughs> there's like six fucking playoff games: three on Saturday, three on Sunday. So this is like a big one. Uh, oh heck yes! It's been the best one of the freaking day, baby. Right now. If the, they happen to win, if the Lions happen to win, I picture the feeling to be similar to when, like, you were a kid and you just learned how to tread water and you found, <laughs> you found yourself in the deep end of the pool and you're okay, you're fine, but you're a little bit fucking terrified. Yeah, yeah, I can fucking see that. Um, I mean, especially with, well, I mean, a couple of the guys, we, I mean, Jerry Goff's been in the playoffs. We got Gardner Johnson. He knows all about the, he knows about the no, Super no, Bowl. I'm talking, you know about, what I mean? I'm talking about as a fan. Oh, as a fan. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. I mean, I'll no, be like, yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah, since I've been watching football, I straight up have never seen the Lions win a playoff game. So yeah, you're right. I, it's it's a little it's uncharted for sure. So let's just go into this right now and agree that they're going to get killed. No way, Eric Zane. I, let's see here. Let me. I'm just going to close my eyes and my brain is going to flash some numbers at me. And I think it's going to be. They just flashed 37 to 20. I think we're going to win 37 to 20. <sighs> All right. <laughs> My dad said they're going to win by 14. I'm writing down 37 to 20. Kyle Tiller. <laughs> we'll see what the fuck happens out there. <laughs> All right. If, uh, if, if it comes true, I'll be happy to uh, re replay this portion of our segment to say that you totally called it. I'll be flabbergasted. I don't mean to. I, I never get scores right. It just fucking never happens. Do you gamble at all? Have you ever gambled? I mean, I, I don't sports gamble. Um, I, I tell people that like once I have like some discretionary income, which would probably be when I'm in my fucking sixties because of fucking school loans. But uh, whenever I have some discretionary income, I would like to sports bet. I think it'd be fun. But I'm just I'm just too nervous as like a dad and like a, a guy who has a house. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that word is right. Discretionary income. I think I think there's a different word there, but I don't know which one. Is it disposable? Oh fuck, it might be. Here, let, I'm gonna Google it really quick. Yeah, let's, I think discretionary is. I don't think discretionary works in that sentence. 
Fuck, you know what? I don't like my my uh, like economics teacher from the fucking old days. Is like this guy is fucking terrible. Yeah. Discretionary income. Discretionary income is the amount of an individual's income that is left for spending, investing, or oh, saving yeah. after paying taxes. It kind of works. Yeah, it kind of does. It kind of does. Uh, but then it does say for spending. So that may be. Oh, yeah. It says, it says discretionary income includes money spent on luxury items, vacations, or okay. non essential. No, you know, you're good. You're good. I take it all back. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, so I would. I mean, I, I look so fucking fun, but like, I think like if I just started losing a bunch of money, I'd like, I'd be so upset with myself that I, that I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. enjoy it right dude, now. Dude, I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you. And, and God forbid if I, if I bet and then I won the bet. And you know how, like, on those apps, they say, all right, uh, bet $1 in your first bet, get 100 And they, like, you know, yeah. they, like, they, like, sink the hook so deep in you. And then 99 out of 100 people are going to blow that $100 that they just won and end up being in the hole, like, 1000 within a week. Oh, for sure, 100%. And they're like, they're like, yeah, just bet a dollar here and we'll fucking suspend Jamison Williams for a couple games. Just no, right. no big deal. And the, <laughs> and the fact that nowadays you can pick up your phone and you can actually uh, hit a slot machine. Like you can actually hit a button and it does slot machine on your phone. First of all, I would never trust that. Okay. <laughs> to me, that's just a flash page that everybody gets the same goddamn page. Oh, here I go. I just put a thousand dollars into the slot machine and then you lose it all in an instant. Fuck that. Yeah. If I'm going to do a slot machine, I'm going to an actual casino. Oh yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Now I've been, I will say I've been to casinos before. I do. Uh, when I was younger, I liked them more, but like, again, like now that like I'm a little bit older and I got like shit to be responsible for, I like kind of don't like it, but yeah, I'm just in like a weird lull, I guess you'd say, but yeah, I, I, I do like casinos. I like when they hand you the free booze, you know, I like when you, when you get some good feelings going on, right? right. But, um, but yeah, I just don't do it much right now. That's all. <laughs> I like going there and not even spending a dime. I just like to see the show. Cause you, you, you'll see a lot of these degenerate gamblers with you know oh, 100%. fucking thing up their nose for the oxygen they're smoking and you can tell they're putting in their last few coins that they were hoping to buy a granola bar with to put into the goddamn machine it's it's in, it's intensely uh sad and entertaining I know straight up the first time I ever went to a casino, like right when I turned whatever that legal age is, is maybe 21, maybe eight, I think 18. it's 18. I think it's 18. Yeah. Well, whatever year it was, uh, my mom was like, you want to go to the casino? And I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. And I was like, all pumped in like, almost, it was like probably like within 10 minutes we were in there. We were like sitting in this machine and like this guy was in the next bay over, which was like either like a 25 cent machine or a dollar machine or something. Right. But he was like, looked like he would just got out of work. Right. Like he was wearing like a mechanic's clothes and like some shit, like looked all dirty and stuff, but he's in there gambling. And I, and I looked at her mom and I'm like, what the, I'm like laughing. I'm like, what is this guy doing? Like, like what's his deal? And yeah. my mom's like, Oh, she's like, don't look at him. She's yeah. like, you can definitely tell he's got a gambling <laughs> he's problem. Got a gambler. You know, if you yeah, ever... like, he just got his, like, he just got his check and like, it's probably gone now. Right. And so just don't look at him. And then like, I kid you not, like a minute or two later, you just hear, fuck. And just, <laughs> he was just gone. <laughs> I remember the first time I went up to a blackjack table because I felt that because I, I played blackjack on my Atari that <laughs> I like, I like knew what the fuck was up, you know, and on Atari, I just hit me every time. So, you know, um, 
I'm I'm hitting when I'm not supposed to hit. So oh, I'm fuck. like, I didn't know it, but I'm like stealing a card from the guy next to me who then he busts and he gets all goddamn pissed off. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? I can do what I want. You get your ass kicked there. Dude, 100%. That's what when I, um, I, I've never played blackjack at a casino. Uh, one time I did like walk up to a table and I was like absurdly drunk. And I like walked up and like slapped the table and like asked what buy-in was. And I didn't know what the <laughs> fuck I was talking about. Everyone stared at me like funny. And I was just like, I just laughed. I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yep, yep. But I, I will say when I was in my younger 20s, um, a couple of my buddies taught me how to play poker. Um, or Well, I don't know if they taught me how to play poker. We were playing poker, um, and they were telling me the rules. But um, I kept, like, not I wouldn't say I kept beating them, but I was, like, doing like, pretty well for my first time. And they were like, dude, like, this is all good that we're playing this year, but, like, please don't go to a casino and play. Like, because if you go to a casino and play, you're going to get your ass beat. Oh, I'm yeah. like, what the fuck are you talking about, I don't, dude? Yeah, I don't, I don't know the rules, so I don't, I don't even uh, bother there, you know? Have you ever seen? Yeah, 100%. And then the people around the goddamn roulette table. Talk about a game that it's like, out of all those spots, you're telling me that uh, I'm betting that it lands on one spot and I'm putting all my money down? That's ridiculous. Who the fuck would do that? Yeah, that game seems too wild to me. That seems more like the lottery than it does like gambling. You know what I mean? Yeah, they should have a spot in every casino where you can just take your money and light it on fire and throw it in a fire pit because that's what you're doing. I know. I know. I've definitely, at this point in my life, I had like a pretty good little like two or three visit time um, when I thought I had casinos figured out when I was younger. And I think I told you guys about this before, like a long time ago, but like I had like some pretty good luck with penny slots. Like I thought I had it all figured out, but then like, yeah, every other time since then I mostly lose money. So I'm like, yeah, this ain't fucking right, dude. (laughs) How about on the marketing? You always see these really attractive people inside of the casino, like on the video commercials or whatever. And then you go there. They should have like accurate commercials with like these fat fucks wearing moo-moos and Cheeto dust on their face and uh, <laughs> oxygen up their nose. They're com- they're completely uh, all fucked up. Their face is all pockmarked and uh, b- bleeding. <laughs> I know there's there's always like some uh, like fat old lady with a cane who's just like straddling two machines. Oh. You know what I mean? Just hand on each machine, just slapping that button. Yeah, th- those those people are always the ones that crack me up the most. Right, right. Now, if I, I ever get to a point where a casino wants to advertise on the show, let me tell you something. I'm gonna paint a picture that it's the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> oh yeah, hell yeah, you are. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. So what else is going on in your world, Kyle? Arizona, I just want to tell you this about uh, um, because remember, I went to the Lions game this past Sunday. That's right, Um, you did. It was sick, dude. It was a great freaking. Well, let me let me set the the story for you here. First, we went we went down on Saturday because it was uh, me and my dad and uh, Blue's dad and her brother. So we went down there um, and we went to, we stayed in a hotel in Auburn Hills first. We hit that Top Golf. Yeah. Um, over there and just I mean we just had a wild time. It was great. Uh, but then the next day um, we we're. It was so fun. I didn't know what was going on, basically. Like, I was, I've been to Ford Field a couple of times, parked in a certain area. 
my father-in-law somehow came in like the back way. Like we came in like the back way of Detroit, I guess, if that makes any fucking sense. So we came up on like the other side of the, we were like, we don't know what the, we're like in like this industrial yard, it looks like. Yeah. And people are just parking. So we just fucking, we parked, dude. And we just like walked right into the arena. It was, it was fucking crazy. And then I'll tell you the best part of the fucking game is um, I was sitting there just like having a good time. And I was like, oh yeah, like Gardner Johnson's back. Um, so then I tried to like find him on the field and I found him and I just watched him the whole play. And that exact same play was the play that he had an interception. Dude, it was so fucking cool. Oh, wow. So you would like, yeah, was, I've done that twice now. Um, last, last year when I went to the Vikings game, um, I was watching uh, Jamison Williams the whole time he caught a touchdown. Like I just happened to be like watching him the whole yeah, time. That was the game you and I were at the same game. Oh, that's fucking right. Yeah. The, <laughs> when you were doing the limo shit, right? Yep. 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 Yeah. yeah, and so yeah, so then this this time again, I was just sitting there and I was like, oh, there's Gardner Johnson. I just watched him back there, just kind of surveying the field and the interception. I was like, oh fuck, dude, it was cool. Yeah, you're like your own ISO camera watching. watching I that. know it's it seems weird, but like it's like the. There was no, like, I didn't have, like, some, like, divine intervention that was, like, you should watch Gardner Johnson right now. They just, like, I just, like, I'm just going to watch him right now, and then just good shit just happened. So, well, I do I do like that. Well, let me give you this. Uh, this week, watch the scoreboard because we won't have enough to win. <laughs> you motherfucker. We will, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going to cut you loose. As always, I appreciate you. Hell yeah! I'll uh, I'll see you guys next week. But let's 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 uh, let's give the Lions a good luck this weekend, baby. All right, buddy. I hope so. All right, love you guys. Yeah, man. See you. There you go, Kyle from Dumpster Divers, joining us once again. Uh, absolutely spitting fire as usual. I don't know what that means. He's spitting fire. Uh, always a good time. Okay, your old pal Easy needs to go tinkle. <laughs> So uh, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And uh, I will be back. Um, I mentioned that uh, we're about to get hammered with a ton of snow. And I talked about this on my Patreon, but uh, briefly, I'll talk about it here. I was worried that the uh, snowblower, uh, though just repaired, wouldn't quite be what I wanted it to be in terms of being repaired. Because it doesn't really shoot snow. I mean, it works, but not that great for some reason. And uh, they said, we'll do our best. Uh, We can't test it without any snow. I'm like, how? I mean, just tighten it up and, you know, whatever. I'm I'm assuming a belt was loose or something. Well, that uh, was laid to rest because I started using the snowblower yesterday. And though it was wet and horribly heavy snow, it just plowed right through it. And I was so happy. And in the back of my mind, uh, yesterday being uh, Wednesday, I'm like, thank God that this is, uh, this is, you know, working out because we're supposed to get hammered Friday, Saturday with an actual blizzard. They're expecting a foot or more of snow, uh, blinding wind, snow, driving cold, uh, horrible, drifting, uh, power out the whole fucking deal. I'm halfway through the goddamn job and then it stops like it was still throwing snow but you know there's like a lever you push and then the wheels turn it's got a transmission you can put it in fourth gear fifth gear you can put it in reverse the fucking thing was great and uh fucking nothing it's not moving 
So I'm like, holy shit. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe there's something frozen in it. I don't know. So I, I put it in the garage. It thaws out. And, uh, cause I, I had the heat on in the garage cause I was working on this uh, countertop to dry cause it was stained. And, uh, then I, I started back up again. I tried again. Nothing. It's fucked. Son of a bitch. Had to call my neighbor, put it back in the truck, strap it in, drive it to the repair place. Hey, yo, Hey man, it, uh, what's up? Okay. Well, it's just started all over. We'll take a look at it. Uh, you'll get it back in uh, eight weeks. No, they didn't say that. They were kind of like, uh, um, yeah, well, we'll let you know ASAP. I'm like, oh God, please be like soon because for fuck's sake, uh, shoveling yesterday, half of that driveway, uh, with that ridiculously wet snow, uh, I am not in the shape now that I once was. So that was backbreaking. My God. Uh, Pooh Bear says to me, you might, your hockey game might be canceled tomorrow. I said, well, not impossible. Genuine, uh, generally they don't do that, but it has happened. There have been games canceled. We shall see. Uh, all right. Pat McAfee is I guess no longer going to be hosting Aaron Rodgers on his show anymore. I'm going to work backwards. I'm going to work with yesterday's news and then go to the day before news when he responded to Jimmy Kimmel. So I'm going to play McAfee talking about how Aaron Rodgers is now done. Now, I don't know. Okay. ESPN paid Rodgers a million dollars a year to go on McAfee's show one day a week and do his thing. I guess since the season has ended, Rodgers is no longer on the show. I don't think this is um, where they like are punishing him. I don't think that that's possible. I think that the season's over and now it's done. And then uh, they won't be bringing him back. One of those deals. So I think that what went down, what has gone down with the headache that is Aaron Rodgers may have had something to do with it, but he wasn't like suspended or anything like that. I mean, he was just a good dude that they would call. That would be like Kyle from Dumpster Divers being suspended from my show. You can't suspend Kyle. You just, you know, whether he's on or not. Well, anyway, um, this is McAfee talking about Rogers no longer being on the show. Bear with me here. I'm screwing shit up already. Let's hope I don't do another wormhole, you know. All right, here we go. What we do know is the guy who stopped by yesterday caused quite a conversation. A little bit, yeah. yeah. A little bit. Now? Very usual. Not like that. The um, <laughs> yeah. So Aaron Rodgers Tuesday season four is uh, done. Yeah. Ah, complete. Man. season. There's going to be a lot of people that are happy with that. Myself included, to be honest. With the way <laughs> it ended, it got real loud. Mm-hmm. And uh, real loud. I'm happy that that 
is not going to be my mentions going forward, mm -hmm. which is great news. We're a conversation show. People are having conversations. We live in a country that has freedom of speech, but also you're going to have to deal with the consequences of your freedom of speech. So what I'm saying is we've given a lot of people who have been waiting for us to fail a lot of ammo and things to attack us for over the last week. And we would love to get back to the point where we just move on and continue to silence all the haters over here who can't negotiate as good as I can, all the people over here who can't create a show as good as us, and all the people up here who just can always be here, and they're going to hustle and do their thing, which I respect. But we need to do that, and that is our focus. That is our goal. And Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. He's a four-time MVP. He's a massive piece of the NFL story. Whenever you go back and tell it, he will be a huge part of it. We are very lucky to get a chance to chat with him and learn from him. The thing I, uh, thing I always kind of pull away from McAfee is his mouth never stops moving. Just the mechanics of his pacing, it, it fatigues me. I can't, I, I could never do that. I could never have that type of consistent jabber jaws shit going on. He never takes a breath. And and that to me, it just kind of gets under my skin. It gets it gets it get it it bugs the shit out of me. Some of his thoughts and opinions, though, do piss off a lot of people. A lot of people. And uh, I'm. I like how the uh, the peanut gallery always like says echoes him or parrots him his last words of a sentence. Like a lot of people, they it happens all the time. Pumped that that is no longer going to be every single Wednesday Every of my single life, Wednesday of my uh, life. Which it has been for the last few weeks. Which it has on been Friday, for the last few weeks. On Friday, I threw us into the fire as well. Forever stand by that. Everything else, though, <laughs> like, just can't do that and not what we want to be known for. And I'm also pumped that I have to do these types of talks sure. anymore. So with that being said, sports are alive right now. Oh, oh cool. Fucking cement head. Um, yeah, you could have at any one point made that segment end if you felt like it, the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. No one quit acting, quit acting Pat McAfee. Like someone was, uh, uh, holding a gun to your head for Aaron Rodgers. It's your show. Oh God, boy. I'm glad it's over. Now we don't have to do it. I mean, because of all the uh, all the uh, controversy. You love that. People die for that. They they love that type of controversy. I would love that type of controversy. Don't act like you didn't uh, love every second of that. You fucking meathead piece of shit. Come on. Like they were like they were making you do it, you know, um, for the longest time you had that asshole on there when you weren't affiliated with ESPN. So don't try to convince me that you're happy that the Aaron Rodgers season ended on the Pat McAfee show. Uh, Kenny writes, when does he breathe? Tyler says he's he's also a massive piece of shit, LOL. Kyle Ryan says, quote, a show as good as ours. What one where you say something stupid and 10 other microphones agree with you. 
Corey says ESPN might have forced it on him since they already paid Rodgers. No, absolutely not. There's no fucking way. Like I just said, he's been with McAfee for a long, long time before ESPN. I can promise you ESPN was like, God damn, please, no. But McAfee has the juice. I know this because he regularly attacks the brass of ESPN and insults them. Now, he won't have the juice forever. And when he doesn't have the juice, then he will be disposable. Either that or he, uh, you know, there's occasionally people will get to a point, me having lived through this, where um, you just step in it so much that they're like, ah, God damn it. It's no longer worth it anymore. So let's get rid of them. And once you get to that point, then it doesn't matter what you say or do. They've made the decision that they don't want you anymore. And then that's it. Having lived that myself. And uh, at the time I was like, well, I could never be fired uh, because there's so much riding on this. Well, the next thing you know, I'm fired. Lesson learned. The day before is when Aaron Rodgers uh, responded to the whole Jimmy Kimmel thing when Jimmy uh, Kimmel murdered him with his opening monologue. So unfortunately, I have to play what happened between Kimmel's monologue and that nonsense that we heard from this fuckhead, Pat McAfee. Jimmy Kimmel obviously had a seven minute and 32 second uh, diatribe last evening to start the show, kind of explaining his side of the entire thing. I don't know if it was explaining. I think he was just uh, basically ripping you a new asshole and uh, Aaron Rodgers. By the way, we will probably get zero words from uh, Easter Island head A.J. Hawk. People said they respect more jokes in there. Yeah. A little bit bit more jokes. Seemed like it was a little bit more of like, no idea about that. He's super bummed out. Just mm-hmm. kind of wanted to get it out there. Uh, Aaron, I think this is the perfect time for you to kind of address your side of this. You've been threatened to be sued. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've obviously been talked about by a lot of people yet again. And I'm sure you have thoughts on it. The mustache looks great. Uh, go ahead and take it away, pal. And I want to let you know, I will check you. Okay. Damn right. I will yeah. check you. Okay. On anything you say that I know isn't true. <laughs> That's weird. What is he doing? Now, there's going to be a lot of stuff you say that... There's probably even people who have said that he never... He just lets Rodgers get away with anything. That's why he's referencing that, and he's being a smartass about it. Because Rodgers does. He'll say all his uh, uh, fucking uh, ivermectin bullshit or whatever the fuck he's... And look at him. He's having a great time with this. And people always give McAfee shit because he never, like, says, yeah, that's that's bullshit. I'm all her... Just let me know if I'm not if I should check it, mm-hmm. please, with what you're talking. You have more research than me, anyways. Aaron Rodgers, like you have more research than well, me. The re- yeah, the research—that's a whole other story. Anyone who uses the term research in the year 2024, run away from them. They haven't actually done any research. Looking up stuff on websites that basically just tell you what you think you already know is not research. Sorry, I mean. Why would you do any research on anything ever looking anything? Listen, I think we should just get into it, though, just so we can have the uh, 
the woke establishment who's just tuned in for uh, you know this oh this part. God. Let's just get this uh, out of the way first, and they can move on with the rest of the day. Why? Why is anyone who thinks you're an asshole? Why do you call them woke? You are an asshole. Okay. Just because there are people here from all different uh, walks of life who think you're an asshole because you're an asshole. They're woke. Okay. And we can. And by the way, woke is supposed to be a good thing. When assholes like this guy took that word and fucked it up, woke is supposed to be aware of others, uh, appreciative of the things you have, trying to be cognizant of the way others may feel about a certain topic. That's what woke is, and that's not a bad thing. We can all move past this. Um, it's been an interesting week for sure. Very interesting week. A lot of... Okay, when are you going to start saying something? The uh, things have been said. A lot of people have been taking shots of me without. Okay, thanks for the review. Say something. Uh, mentioning the vac status first, which I thought we established mm -hmm. with Ryan Fitzpatrick. That was how we're going to do things moving forward. We haven't done that, obviously. So Nick listen, Wright. Jokes aside, I want to. Nick Wright uh, did. Listen, yep. yep. Nick Wright did. I heard listen, Nick Wright. Yeah. Listen, jokes aside, I'd really like to get into this and then just let's just move on. So the history of this. Okay. I love it when the people like him. Who's, who 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 start this whole thing, okay? And then someone like Jimmy Kimmel challenges him. And then they're quick to say in response, yeah, let's just move on. Let's just, hey, we're, uh, we're moving on. It's like, well, wait a minute, motherfucker. You brought it up. You're the one who said what you said about Epstein's list and Jimmy Kimmel. You did that. So you don't have the opportunity to decide when we're moving on here asshole before i get into what i said what i actually said and how i feel about uh all that the history of this whatever this is between jimmy and i this goes back to it's an uh, it's it's a one-sided affair because he's kicking your ass to covid times right and in covid times he mentioned on his show uh, jokes about my uh, immunization, which I know you, you also made a little joke about it. Um, you know, I'm not going to get into that whole thing. That's I've talked many times about that, but I made a joke about that, uh, you know, uh, and the fact that, you know, my own research. He, he didn't just stop there, though. You know, he, he, he made a lot of other comments about uh, unvaccinated people, uh, mentioning that they don't deserve treatment. Uh, and that's true. They don't. If they're at a hospital, uh, they shouldn't be given a hospital bed. Uh, he made comments about. Well, so what? That's his opinion. You can't just uh, uh, take his opinion about the unvaxxed and then make up lies about him on Epstein's list. Uh, repurposed drugs that were being used all over the world that have incredible safety profiles. Um, Ivermectin. That's what he's talking that, about. Uh, that were derogatory. Uh, he. Uh, you know, mentioned uh, ivermectin being horse-based and pushed that whole narrative for a long time. He gave a platform to one of the biggest uh, spreaders of misinformation during the COVID times, Dr. Fauci. Oh, um, bullshit. So in my opinion... By the way, only people like him believe that about Fauci. You know... I do not believe that. Fauci was, is a great man. He ripped me about, he ripped me about the vax and... And that turns out to be an L on, on many occasions because the vax was not safe and effective like we were oh, told that it was. Oh, bullshit, it wasn't. It absolutely was. Uh, there are a lot of injuries now that we've seen related to the vaccine. So, in my 
so this is where Pat McAfee should be saying, well, now hold on a minute here. I'm supposed to check you. Uh, what you just said is not true. Vaccine was incredibly effective. Uh, was incredibly effective. Uh, the amount of uh, uh, people who uh, whose lives were saved because of it is incredible. It's almost incalculable what the uh, death toll would have been had that not existed. My opinion, you went after me. That's fine. You're a comedian. Go for it. Not offended. But that was an L. Fast well, that forward to the fuck it was uh, again unprompted. We're talking on our show as we do about a lot of different topics. Somehow the Epstein client list comes up, and I said it's interesting. And there were for a long time, even still, there hasn't been a list that's been released. There's been one person's, uh, you know, uh, deposition from a 2015 case, right? But we said there's an, there's an excitement to expose corruption. And what I joked about the other day about popping a bottle, there's excitement about when the corruption anywhere gets exposed and people who are accused of these heinous crimes get exposed. That will be nice that we can get this all out in the open. That's not there. So I mean, okay. yeah, that, that would have been great if there was a list. There is no list. I made this comment on the show whenever that was last year. Right. I believe. And then unprompted, he comes out and says that I'm an overly concussed wacko. In my opinion, it seemed like because I believe that there was a list and that there were names on that. Right. So, you know, then we, we fast forward to this last week. Right. And I said that a lot of people and I'm quoting myself, here, a lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, are really hoping that doesn't come out. OK. So, all right, hold on. Let me just finish what he's, finish his, let him finish what he's saying. End quote. That's what I said. That's the entire quote. Okay. I was referring to the fact that if there is a list, which again, this hasn't come out yet. This was just a deposition, right? And there are names on it. Then that would be the second time that a soft brain junior college student you know, Look at these two grinning. Wacko, anti-vax, anti-Semite, purveyor, spreader of misinformation, conspiracy theorist, MAGA, whatever other things have been said by him and other people in the media would be right twice. Okay, um, you're not. You're not right twice. Um, and so he's now taking what was assumed to be him saying Jimmy Kimmel was on the list and he's splitting hairs on his own words saying, no, no, no. What I meant was Jimmy Kimmel doesn't want the actual list to come out. It's a loophole. He is able to thread the needle there because of what he said. And I don't think it's uh, on purpose. I think it's an accident. I think he went through what he said and someone said, you can get away with saying you're just happy that a list exists because that's going to prove Jimmy Kimmel was wrong when Jimmy Kimmel said that there wasn't going to be any list. That's what he's trying to tell us. Okay. And he's lucky because he can get away with that probably in a court of law. Now, let me just say that. What it uh, screams to me is he's a pussy. He's not, he's not uh, doubling down on what he's supposed to, on what he actually meant. 
And in my mind, he meant Jimmy Kimmel's on the list was trying to make him look bad. And now, because he's such a pussy, he's taking the easy way out. And these two fucking cement heads are going, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 that's right. Nodding right along with this motherfucker. That, that is the truth, number one. Number two, I totally understand how serious an allegation of pedophilia would be. So for him to be upset about that, I get it. Did you watch the quote? Because that's exactly what I said. Verbatim you are what I said lucky. Okay. I'm not stupid enough, even though you think I'm an idiot and you made a lot of comments. You are stupid about enough. About my intelligence. But I'm not stupid enough to accuse you of that with absolutely zero evidence, uh, concrete evidence. It, that's ridiculous. So uh-huh. I'm glad, and I think we can agree on something, is that uh, one, those crimes are heinous, and two, I'm, I'm glad you're on the list because those, those who are on the list— Really? And this is what I think we can agree on, that at minimum, there should be an inquiry into uh, their involvement, especially if they went to the island, and at maximum, there should be um, an investigation into it. So I hope that you'll give the same type of energy— to these heinous crimes when they do come out and the names do come out and and there is an inquiry into it that you gave to uh, other subjects that I actually mentioned uh, that you spent a lot of time working on. So I'd like to put this uh, to bed. You punch, drunk, lying motherfucker. That's what you are. Uh, Fingers crossed on CTE. This is, this is what we have to look forward to. I certainly hope, I certainly hope that when this cocksucker is done playing football, that he gets the Barry Bonds treatment, all right? That he never winds up in the Hall of Fame. You know? Oh, I hate him. What a fucking asshole. Uh, Chris says, Research said by people like this, I'm putting that in, means finding echo chambers to reinforce whatever you've already convinced yourself is true. Tyler says, uh, Stevie says she hates him. Tyler says, asshole thinks that people should take anything he says as gospel just because he's good at throwing a ball. Aram says, his video looks disproportional to me. I don't know what you mean. Packer for life writes, Kimmel hurt my feelings. Wah, mommy, people are making fun of me. Maureen says, what a big baby. Linda says, he's such a piece of shit. I hope he gets his leg ripped off in the first play next season. Packer uh, fan for life. Packer for, Packer for fun writes, holy shit. Talk about tucking your tail and running. Tyler adds, I cannot fucking stand this dude. I have never been so happy to see an athlete get injured than when than, uh, when his Achilles exploded. Concrete evidence, huh? Let's see it then, bitch. Tyler writes. Aram writes, isn't there some rule in radio TV that the host can say things tongue-in-cheek about public figures? I don't know. He says, Freeburn Hot Wings used to insinuate many bad things about some people and even edit audio to make people say things opposite of what they actually said. Was that a dangerous thing to be doing? I do not know. I don't know any of that. All I know is that it was funny. To me, 
funny trumped rules always still to this day sort it out after you get in trouble is my motto Aaron fucking Rogers oh my god Never before have I wanted somebody to get hurt more. I wanted him to get hurt in the past year, and then he did. How great was that? Let's hope for more of that. Jesus Christ, what an asshole. All right. Update on a story here in beautiful West Michigan. That affects all of us, really. There's two scenarios like this that are existing locally. One is in Marshall, Michigan, to the uh, south of where I live, near the bottom of the great state of Michigan. And the other is um, north of here in Macosta County. Uh, Both involve manufacturing the great state of Michigan. We build cars here. And one of the ways we're doing that is through batteries. And uh, two companies are working um, in that process right now. Ford Motor Company and Goshen. Now, in both of these cases, huge facilities are being built in the middle of nowhere at a cost of billions of dollars to build the facilities. State-of-the-art battery manufacturing. Now, I'm not exactly the biggest fan of uh, EVs, but uh, when in Rome, I guess, it's happening. They're going to build big fucking batteries, put them in cars, and that's the end of it. So at the Ford plant in Marshall, a massive facility, billions of dollars, 700 acres, thousands of people going to work, huge influx in tax dollars to the community. The entire infrastructure of Marshall, Michigan is going to be improved with hotels, restaurants, things like that. Um, what do you call it? Property values are going to soar. Same thing in Macosta County. What you do is you find the out of the way place and you build it. And then the jobs are there. The people will go there. You will uh, put the local people to work. And if the local people don't want all the jobs, they'll bring people in who will want those jobs. Manufacturing. It's what the country was built on. Uh, But the locals in both these communities, um, they're inbred morons. And they'll do anything they can to cultivate some type of scenario. And they'll believe it that why they should not allow this economic force to take hold in their communities. I don't know why. I guess they don't like nice shit. Like for the Goshen plant north of here, um, Goshen is a Chinese company. 
And the people are like, yeah, but it's, it's communist. And some people might say, ah, no, it's not. They're not run by communists. No, they are. It's absolutely run by uh, communist people. And they're like trying to say, well, we've uncovered that the communist connection. It's like, well, you didn't have to look hard. It's China. Of course it's communist. It's a goddamn communist country. And you know what? We do business with communist countries. And we shouldn't give a shit. Who gives a fuck? God damn. And then they're like, yeah, well, what about the environment? Oh, give me a fucking break. You're a bunch of MAGA retards. When have you ever cared about the environment? Fuck you. Shut the fuck up. Same thing with the Blue Oval Battery Park near Marshall, Michigan. Okay, so Ford says to the people in Marshall, we're going to give you all this fucking money. We're going to make the biggest, baddest fucking battery plant in the world. And Marshall said, sounds good. And they rezoned 700 acres. Again, in Michigan, you have Detroit, Metro Detroit, and Grand Rapids. And in between, it's wilderness. We have so much fucking room here. It's unbelievable. But of course, there's a group opposing the Marshall battery plant. They're called the Committee for Marshall not the mega site. Say no to the mega site. Well, the latest is um, a lawsuit was filed against Ford over this deal, and a judge has thrown it out. Thank God. And said, fuck you. Go ahead, build your battery plant. Uh, a judge in September actually ruled against the people that hated the battery plant, denying their request for an injunction and for the court to order the city clerk to accept the petition. Now the lawsuit's been dismissed on all counts by a Calhoun County judge. According to a Wednesday release, the development remains on track. Quote, with this lawsuit now dismissed and behind us, we look forward to keeping this important project moving forward. It's plan because it will help marshal the community Recover from years of job and population losses. We'll pump millions of dollars into our local economy and create opportunities for young people so they don't have to leave the area to find jobs. According to CEO Jim Durian, the committee for Marshall, not the mega site, in a Wednesday release said it, quote, wholeheartedly disagrees with the ruling. Well, fuck you. The fight is not over. It said the committee, the committee will appeal the proper time and is in consultation with its legal team, whatever. Uh, the path of the project, which was first announced in February of last year, has been tumultuous with some residents concerned about the impact it will have on the community and the environment. Yeah, of course it's going to have a, an impact, a positive one. We don't like cars, traffic. You can just take your big box store and stick it up your ass. We like a greasy spoon restaurant, one fuel depot, and a local high school football game, and that's the way we live here in Marshall's West. It's always been its way. Yes, we all live in abjunct poverty, but for the love of God, it's part of God's plan. We will live off the land forever and ever. Amen. Shut the fuck up, you stupid hillbilly. Ford 
Pause the project spurred by the United Autos worker, auto worker strike in September. Three months later, in November, Ford said while it was moving forward with the plan, it was right-sizing as we balance investment growth and profitability. It dropped the number of jobs. The project is expected from 2,500 to 1,700. The uh, plant will start making LFP battery cells, which Ford says will help lower the cost of electric vehicles in 2026. Yeah, I love that. Ford is like, yeah, you know, we we need these. Uh, if they're made here, we don't have to. Uh, there's a lot less cost with it if it's just down the road from where we actually make the vehicles. So let's build the goddamn plant. That's what we do. Jesus Christ, what the hell's the problem? Chris says, God forbid you can get them out of their dollar general jobs and give them a future. Rebecca says, MAGA worried about the environment. Yeah, I always find that hilarious. You're going to, you're going to make our ponds dirty. Like you give a shit. My God. All right. Well, that's good news then. I would love to go to one of those uh, protests up north where they're saying, Goshen's for communism. I'd be like, so what? We don't care. We don't give a shit what the, if it's a Chinese company. We want the batteries. We want the jobs. We want all the money that comes into the community with having all these jobs. Shut the fuck up. That's why you Hilljacks don't have nice shit. You goddamn losers. Jesus. Uh, You know who loves the battery plant? Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Those batteries need maintenance, and they can take care of all of those vehicles, whether they're combustion motors, hybrids, or EVs. At Irvine, 616-532-6600. Call and schedule today, or go to their website, ervines.com that's ervines.com darla no no don't do it hey don't do it five-star reviews abundant at ervines.com joe martinez from a and e heating and cooling he's 60 percent less annoying today 616-516-8570 Uh, as annoying he is about Michigan football, he is the respected, trusted source to keep your house warm in the winter, cool in the summer. The deal still stands on the free HVAC tune-up, the free furnace tune-up, uh, up until the end of February. Call and Schedule today, 616-516-8579, free on that. I love it so much. What a deal. Only one HVAC specialist has this opportunity to work with the power company, and that's Joe. Nicely done. Offering you, the audience, a free furnace tune-up. 616-516-8579. Love my friends over at Impact Power Sports. Impact Power Sports, MI.com. Uh, pick up a fun toy. Shop online. See what they have for you. Side-by-sides, ATVs, motorcycles, UTVs, golf carts. Michigan's newest Yamaha dealer of golf carts. 
And boy, they can trick those things out and make them look fantastic. Full service department. If you already have one of these things and you need it repaired, take it to the pros at Impact Power Sports. They're in Rockford, Michigan. Find out exactly where they are by going to their website, impactpowersportsmi.com. Great sponsor, and they uh, are the studio sponsor as well, this being the Impact Power Sports studio for the Eric Zane Show podcast. And then there's Frank Fuss, who is kind of like a darling these days because I've had a number of uh, audience members who have reached out to him and finally trusted me and understand that um, this is so fantastic for you if you are not insured. I'm not kidding you. I've heard from people in the last two weeks who said, I had no idea that this was legit. I'm like, well, look, no offense, but there are lots of licensed independent um, insurance agents out there. It's just that none of them go the extra mile to let you know about it. Frank's that guy. Okay. These licensed independent insurance agents like Frank work very hard to put you into policies through healthcare.gov. The marketplace, Obamacare. And they don't get paid. Frank doesn't get paid by you, gets paid by the insurance company. When he puts somebody in a policy, the insurance company is like, well, thank God for that, Frank. Here you go. Take our money. That's what Frank does. Healthcare.gov policies are cheaper than what you may have thought. Uh, because of the tax subsidy that pays for the lion's share of the premium each month. This is basically like in Canada, they have government-funded health care. We have that here too, except you're on the hook for some of it, okay? And there's like an income threshold. If you stay below it, you don't have to pay it back. But if halfway through the year, you suddenly get a great job or whatever, you're Uh, company takes off like Joe Martinez, uh, then yeah, if you uh, blow past that threshold, then you will pay that tax subsidy back. Uh, But most people are able to negotiate that and keep below it enough. uh, And you won't, it's different for different people. So you have to uh, reach out to Frank and he will explain all the details. Go to buyinsurancehere.com, okay? Quit fucking around with this of having no insurance. Go to buyinsurancehere.com and just schedule a conversation with Frank. B-U-Y, insurancehere.com. He'll know uh, that you're an audience member of mine uh, because there's a little drop down. It says, how did you hear about me? Just put Zane on there and off you go. Thank you so much to Frank. Well, just like that, We have burned through another glorious two hours of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Yeah, it's crazy because we'll be like knocking on the door of 50 people enjoying the show. And then as we get further into the morning, it dips down. I'm guessing people like make their way to work and just kind of like, all right, fuck this shit. I'm out. You know what? That is uh, premature. I did not do the asshole of the day brought to you by TC Paintball. Yesterday's asshole of the day was RG3 and uh, Fat Finger Kenny, the FFK. So annoying. 
Gee, I wonder who the asshole of the day is, says Tyler. Yeah, really. I'm going to make two. Uh, brought to you by TC Paintball. The assholes of the day are Aaron Rodgers and Pat McAfee. By the way, that dumb fuck Kuypers loves Pat McAfee. He's a fucking joke. He's an absolute pile of shit. And so is Aaron Rodgers. Thank you for listening. The Patreon bonus podcast happens a little later on. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Sign up for free and support the show. Hey, buy the coffee, okay? Vouch.store slash Eric Zane. You too can support those veterans who got their legs blown off. Vouch.store slash Eric Zane. Buy the coffee. Tomorrow, we buy the craft cocktail. Till next time. Bye.